Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, the show that doesn't just scratch the satchel surface, but instead dives deep into the holdalls and, dare I say it, souls of fabulous females. I'm your host with the keys to the totes, Charlotte Edmonds. After nine years as senior creative at Psycho, I decided that instead of developing reality TV shows, it was time to reformat the way we look at handbags, convinced there's more to our baggage than meets the eye. Yes, that's a tenuous career link, but I'm running with it. This is the one where I talk startups, turquoise and technology with a brilliantly business-minded mum. This week, I have the pleasure of introducing a high flyer to the show who forged a successful career as a broker in the city. Then, in a playground one cold, grey English afternoon, she met another mum also sporting a sling baby as she trailed after her toddler, and they got chatting about the importance of meetups for mothers. That was when the concept for a new app, Mush, was born. A year later, the venture described as Tinder for Mums has been featured in the Sunday Times, the Daily Mail, the Guardian, and even Vogue, and has, despite being live only 10 weeks, already past 50,000 downloads. Meet the woman bringing women together, Katie Massey-Taylor. Welcome to the show! Hello, thank you for having me. So this is very impressive. Well, we're really happy with how it's gone so far. We never expected to have this many women pick it up so quickly, and I think it goes to show how much a product like this was needed, and how mums like to share things like this, which has been really exciting for us. So let's start at the very beginning, like Julie Andrews. (laughs) When you first met your now business partner, Sarah, in the park, What was your first impression? Uh, We were struggling to remain sane at this point. I'd moved back from New York and I hadn't met any local friends when I stumbled across Sarah. So she came up to me and smiled and said, hi, looks like we've got the same age children. I was just so grateful that someone had even approached me. It was a problem that both Sarah and I had suffered, this loneliness, just having very small children. And we were both surprised by it. So we met up sort of two or three times the following week and quickly established that we had mutual friends on Facebook and lived a few streets down. But it was this really chance meeting that led to what has become such a meaningful connection. And we thought, wouldn't it be great if there was an easier way to meet people? And that's how the idea of Mush began. But it was a real pivotal moment in our lives as we decided that we'd start down this path rather than going back to work in our respective industries. What was it that stopped you from wanting to go back? There was an opportunity to not only help people, there's also the fact that when you have your own business, you're able to dictate the terms on which you work. As it turns out, we've spent a lot of time away from the children building the business but you don't have to ask anyone when it's your daughter's end of term drama show 
like it was last week. So that's very appealing. Is mush also appealing to people you didn't expect? Yeah, there's lots of excitement around mush, particularly from the advertisers, because let's face it, mums are such a valuable audience. So anyone that works with brands that target mums or people who are trying to get more insight from mums, they are hearing about mush and are approaching us. Why are we mums so interesting to brands? Because we are thrown into complete meltdown when a new baby comes along and we are so vulnerable and so open to change. You are never more willing to spend money when you've got, you know, an issue you can't solve. Throw money at Throw the money situation. At the I know. It's, it's, <laughs> um, it's extraordinary. And plus it's such a big step in your lives that you're open to change and changing your brand repertoire people often talk about when you become a mum and, you know, choices you've made throughout. Mums don't. Mums don't. Mum, like give me a not. coffee. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Brand repertoire. I'm not sleeping through the night. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you can tell I've spent too much time touting this in advertising. How difficult then is it for you to put a different head on? So you're talking to your advertisers, you're talking to your investors, and then you're talking to your consumers, your mums. Is it easy to flip between the two? I am myself in front of the mums, for sure. Now, I'm not pretending to be anyone else. I'm in work mode today, and I think that's why I'm talking like this. But yeah. <laughs> How do you normally talk? So with mums, I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty much swearing every other word. No, <laughs> I'm um, trying to be as truthful and honest about parenting as possible and how hard I find it and the happy times and sharing silly videos and you know being a normal mum. What are the hard times then and how has Mush helped mums get through those? So I mean personally I've come out of that stage a bit now but when you remove the work and you've got two very small kids who don't give a lot back you what, can in terms stir of crazy <laughs> who don't give any rent back no money. <laughs> you treat this place like a hotel. <laughs> early days it's this physical kind of sleep deprived no conversation the top Coil of those early weeks and months. So when you designed Mush, did you have in mind a first-time mum, a new mum? What age children do your mums have? The sweet spot for our mums when they really are coming on in droves onto the app is when they've got a baby who's kind of up to six months old. We're seeing more and more pregnant women sign up. So just before <laughs> do you think they that's just to get a glimpse of what they're about what to they're experience. About to- <laughs> You start to realise that your life's about to change in such a major way. You're probably planning your exit from work at this point, And you're starting to imagine your day-to-day life when you've got a baby. Even then, Mush is such a help for people to work out who they might spend their days with. We've also got a lot of mums signing up who are having their second baby. And they want to meet someone with the same age kids. Or their older child is back at school and they're kind of starting again. So they don't need any of the information that NCT or any antenatal class gives you. But they do need that local like-minded friend that Mush can give them. I've got friends who... For- their second child having moved house joined an NCT group again and then in the bit where you know birth is described as this wonderful experience it's not pain it's urges and and you know, they have to bite their lip now they don't have to put themselves through that exactly they can right. just go on to mush this Thank is a good you. idea have you had any criticism of the app yet um we have had complaints from dads actually that's probably our biggest complaint how do you respond to them we have basically said mush is for mums it makes us feel uncomfortable to say it But we ran research on whether mums, especially the mums of newborns, would feel comfortable seeing men on the app. And it was a resounding no. We've got plans to have an interface where you can sign up and say whether you're a mum or dad or even a grandparent or carer. Like, it'd be nice to include them. Anyone that's looking after children face the same potential.
potential loneliness. And I think they do get left out and we want to support them in however we can. But we've just got to hold fire and look after our mums first and develop a dad's version later. Why was the mums version called Mush? Oh, it's got so many reasons. Good, I want them. So, probably because Sarah and I were weaning at the time, so everything was mushed up. Our brains were mush and we couldn't put together a coherent conversation. Then we thought, wow, it's an acronym for Mum Social Hub. And then we thought, and it's Old English for Old Friend. And then we found out that in Arabic it means perfect. So actually, you can go a number of ways. I mean, instantly when I read it, I thought of the last two, definitely. And the other ones (laughs) make sense as well. Um, (laughs) So this is a good moment to have a look in your bag for your first item. Okay. Your bag is unbearably stylish, if you don't mind me saying so. Thank you so much. Initially, I wasn't sure. Why? Because it's quite square. No, in fact, it's rectangular. Sorry, but it's definitely not square. Let me check in on my shapes. And I thought it looked quite like a laptop bag, which is exactly what it was designed for. So there's no surprise. It's beige and it's from Aspinall's. It's a satchel, so I sometimes wear it across, but sometimes I hold it like a grown-up. Has there (laughs) ever been, apart from that moment when you hold it like a grown-up, do you ever feel like a grown-up? Never, not really, not ever. Oh, good. I'm so relieved. Because I don't. I'm pretending to feel like a grown-up when I'm holding an expensive bag, when in fact I'd be far more likely to run around in a rucksack with unicorns on trainers, I think. Let's have a look to see what you're going to pull out of this beautiful square slash rectangle bag. What is that? So this is one of my business cards, which I'm very excited about. They're fairly new. It is my favourite colour, blue. And it says on the front, where mums meet, which is what we do. My co-founder, Sarah, decided that we had on the back mum and founder rather than just founder. It's so nice that being a mum is so integral to the story about my business. And I feel very, very lucky. Because you had a business before this, didn't you? Was it Paint Me a Present? Paint Me a Present. Yeah. Um, good research there, Charlotte. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> it was, um, it was, I still love the idea. So it was was an online platform to commission artwork cheaply but it came with a few problems which is that artists are notoriously unreliable and all they've chosen busy drinking red wine that's right being miserable in the dark Um, they were Sorry, that's a very cliché yeah, yeah, portrayal it is, it is, of artists. So is mine, actually. They are not always unreliable. So what did you learn then from that business that you have either disregarded or taken with you to start this one? I think I have learned that you can do anything that you set your mind on. The perception you give of a concept is very important. So I wasn't actually looking to raise any money. I didn't need to with Paint Me A Present, but for Mush, we have had to. And being able to sell an idea passionately is so key to whether you're going to get anyone interested in you. And why should anyone else believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? So that was key learning. How do you cope then with a bit of a wobble? If you're going, right, oh God, I don't know if this is actually right. How do you force yourself to keep going? I've heard people do like the power chance, power stance. Have you ever heard of those? So before you go on stage, or um, clearly I'm not an actress, but you give a big, I'm really strong and I'm going to do a lunge and a power sort of Superman. I'm not describing it I mean, it is there anything well. less embarrassing than that? Anything, probably <laughs> loads of stuff. <laughs> surrounding yourself by positive people you're going to need to do that and not taking criticism the wrong way and and having self-belief you've got to stop beating yourself up whatever you're doing you're doing it right read more stuff like that not necessarily on mush but elsewhere if you've got a project that you think has some sort of potential don't get bogged down with the detail just try and just keep thinking about the big picture and actually things start to happen sounds like a cliche and like one of something i've read in a book but it's true cliches are cliches for a reason yeah, aren't they? that's so true so, yeah <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. What's it like working with a friend? She's so clever. She is way cleverer than me. I mean, she got 12 A stars at GCSE, for goodness sake. I mean, what? I mean, she's just, I don't think she went out. She admits that. <laughs> she's, uh, she's great. It's actually like we're having a jolly the whole time. Traveling between meetings is just one big game and adventure. Nothing feels like work. Because you've got her with you, is that how you deal with when you're coming up against something that's difficult? Because you've got sure. backup, you've got support, you've got someone positive and someone with 12 A stars, no less. I know. <laughs> you can't be confident with that by your side. For sure. We have different strengths. So if one of us is having a down day, the other one will pep her up. So if you're able to find someone that you can work with or someone to share a vision with you, do it. People say don't mix business with pleasure. Mm. I was just wondering whether there'd been any discrepancies of opinion, shall we say, not fallouts. We don't have a lot of baggage. So a lot of our relationship was built on being a mum. We're not so entwined that um, there was any complication there. Yeah, we're a good partnership. As a mum, so often you can meet somebody who you would never have met in a previous life. Having kids is enough of a connection to make a strong friendship. I was on the train the other day and a woman got on with a man. She started talking and I have a very long train journey. She did not stop talking the entire train journey. She was talking about the fact she didn't know if she had her British Library card in her bag. She was going, I thought I had it and then of course I had a look and then I didn't and then I got to the train station and then, well, you wouldn't believe how I saw that. She was talking and talking and talking. So this story came kept going on about British Library Card for so long that the man with her fell asleep. And she said, oh, it's okay, you obviously need some rest. And she carried on talking about it. To whom? I have no idea. She was talking, talking, talking. I became obviously obsessed with this woman. At the end, he woke up <laughs> and said, so did you have your British Library Card? She said, oh yes, long story short, I did. And I'm like, long story short? <laughs> 
whole story. <laughs> then he went, well, why did you not know you had it? And she said, oh, it was all this stuff in the bag that the kids put in there. And she started pulling out drawings and baby stuff. And I thought, we are like each other. Yeah. And then I dropped my pen because I was so shocked at this revelation. And she bent down to pick it up for me. And then we ended up having a really nice chat. And I'm like, let's be friends forever. And we got married. And that's it. No, we didn't. No. Um, but <laughs> it's funny how instantly that made a connection. The mum you thing. You can talk for days about shared experiences with children. I, I, I mean, yes, specifically I can. Yeah. <laughs> As you <laughs> can tell. <laughs> Even the shyest of mums can pipe up about, you know, a shared experience around food and weaning. And now it's pouring with rain, Charlotte. It's pouring with rain. And I have to say, for the rest of the world, this is how we do summer. We do torrential downpours on the hour, every hour. On the way to meet you, Katie, I saw a gentleman sheltering under his own sandwich. <laughs> no, in, yeah, it was in a moment of obviously sheer desperation. Oh my God, lunch I hope it became was a an umbrella. Sandwich. No, it wasn't. It was small. I mean, he looked ludicrous, but I guess something's better than nothing, isn't it? The fact that he's had probably a cucumber sandwich as well, now that we're probably. really going for the Englishisms. He, he was drinking a glass of Pims at yes. the time. It's not great fun being careful. In this torrential downpour. Should we have another look for another item in yes, your bag? Yes. What have we got here? We have got, and I'm embarrassed about this one, we've got a frozen hairbrush. So what I mean, but not it's not literally so cold in England that it's frozen. It's a hairbrush which is designed for four-year-olds, and I seem to have picked it up because I brush my hair probably more than anyone else you've ever met. I can't help it. At any opportunity, I will pull it out and give my hair a quick rundown, get it out of my eyes, out of my mouth, you know. And Why um, is anyway. it in your mouth? <laughs> Why is it there? When you need a snack, you need a snack. <laughs> tasty. It's because I never wash it. It's got so much old food on it. No, it makes me feel together, strangely. The fact that it's frozen means that I don't own anything nice anymore. I think that's the moral of the story here. A lot of my belongings have become babyfied, including this. When did that happen? When did it happen? Well, it's not when you've got a baby. When you have a baby, you think, oh, look at all this clutter. Look at all these toys. Turns out you've got two tiny boxes of them. Fast forward 18 months. I mean, the stuff just accumulates. I've got a two-bedroom flat. I've got two bedrooms full of baby stuff. What was your life pre-kids like versus post-kids? Very different. So I was a broker, so I was out a lot. Late nights. I mean, pretty much an eight-hour difference in the time I go to bed <laughs> compared to now. Yeah, I'm in bed by ten now. You know, I used to be in bed by four probably in the morning. Now, um, what time would you rise when you were in bed at four? Youth was on my side. By six. Six thirty, seven. How did you do that? I don't know. It was a crazy time. Sleep, I think that's an age thing, not being able to cope with sleep deprivation. I think it gets so much harder when you're older. In your early 20s, you just I was a machine. It's like, did you ever have a hangover in your 20s? I don't think I did. You obviously didn't drink enough. I, well, I, that's, I, <laughs> my body was good at breaking it down or something. Was that the path you thought your life would take? Never. Why? I was a linguist at university. I was far more involved in painting and art and yet I was so badly organised during university holidays and hadn't got anything under my belt in terms of work experience and no idea of where I wanted to end up. So I fell into broking because I wasn't a shrinking violet, so that counts for a lot, and maths and numbers made sense to me. But probably if I had my time again, I would do something far more creative. Oh, like Don't what? ask me what. Oh, oh I God. did. You knew I was going I to. You were set myself up. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I wanted to do was live on a beach and make something and, and be in a beautiful place. It certainly wasn't sitting around under the rain of London skies on a big broking floor uh, shouting numbers down the phone that was not 
I think, how I saw my life going. And we're far more in line with where I wanted to be now, for sure. How has your experience as a broker set you up for your experience in the world of tech? Because you're working with an app and presumably with programmers. You must have had to become pretty savvy about all of that. Yeah, and and nothing I've done before now could prepare me for that. So we've had to outsource that whole piece. We've had to get smart people to advise us. And we've got a brilliant team in Kiev building the app, working on it every day. The answer is no, I wasn't prepared. I've tried to read up as much as possible. Most of it's still another language to me. I mean, it is another language, coding and all that sort of thing. But wow, I've got a long list of acronyms I can now tell you about, which my husband finds hilarious. Oh, good, let's whip out some of them. So API, application programming interface, the UI, the user interface, UX, user experience. All the different types of backend. So we're now on to a Ruby backend, having been on a past backend, which was set up by Facebook in the early days so that lots of apps went through the Facebook login. I, I'm very uh, impressed now up I'm to a this bit point. Stuck. You talk about your husband saying, I cannot believe you know all this stuff. How has he reacted to your business enterprise? He's very, very supportive. I'm very lucky. And I think he's seen that I'm happier than ever before. So for him, he wins. Uh, <laughs> happy wife, happy life, I believe is happy the phrase. Happy wife, happy life, happy children. Is that big dog or small horse? This is the sound of someone telling us we have to move on to your third and final item, Katie. What will be pulled from this glamorous work bag of yours? So... I think it's safe to say I am all over colours. So everything I've got is either turquoise or pink, pretty much. I've got a turquoise laptop cover. I've also got the mush teal cover on my phone. Everything in my life is turquoise. You should see my kitchen. It is like walking into an azure sea. And just to throw in the pink, I've got pink Ray-Bans. That's my daily, you know, handbag fodder. Did you like that colour before, Frozen? This one? turquoise, the blue. She has that on. You wouldn't believe it. The other day I met a colour expert. And she said they have meetings and they discuss what colour's going to be big this year. We think it's freedom of choice. No, people. Your (gasps) colour is determined by a group of largely women. Not large women. Largely (laughs) women who sit around and talk about the pros and cons and popular culture and what happened in history. So it's not an accident. And what, and they brief journalists and they brief the Star magazine? Yeah, so fashion absolutely looks to them for their research. Now, I've noticed since Frozen, if I walk down on a supermarket, I am now trained to spot that colour. Pow! That will make them love me more! Pow! I shall buy this, it's only £2. And I'm drawn to it now, but when did this love of this colour begin for you? I first loved it when I realised I am blonde and I tend to go brown. Turns out this colour really sets off a tan. There you go. that's actually how it started. It was way before kids. It's not a particularly girly colour until now and we have Elsa to thank for that. I definitely have my kids to thank for this re-love of pink. They've given me licence, I think, to pick up pink stuff for me. And do you do that thing where you actually dress like your kids without realising it? Yes, and i tell you why that happens. Why does that happen? It's because you can't summon the physical energy to make three different (laughs) style decisions that day. So I I get dressed, I go, right, that's how I want to feel that day. You two will follow suit because I have no more imagination yeah, left. Yeah. I honestly think it's not on purpose, it's just It's run a out. subconscious thing that you pick up something pink and your daughter's wardrobes are full of pink. It's probably not that strange, actually, when I think of it like that. Do your kids influence the way you dress? I have a staple wardrobe of black with some sludgy, then black again, and maybe <laughs> dark grey, and then black. You know, very reliable. And I go shopping with my girls, and they'll pick out this lovely float dress and you know a lovely orange or you know maybe yeah a turquoise do you ever top. buy it as a yes, result yes because they open my eyes to things I've closed them to that's lovely what a nice thing to say about your children well they really do I think that's what's really nice I think children do reinvigorate your love of colour and 
brightness and embracing the world again. I think I never left that childish phase with liking the brights. I'm flanked by two children in brights as well. We look like a rainbow family. It's sweet. What ambitions do you have with your business and for you and your family? We want to make mum's lives more brilliant. We want to be the next big mum's social network. There hasn't been a, a new and modern version of that for a while and we think we can do that globally. So it's making Mush famous. What that would mean for me personally is that I can continue to work this dream scenario which is to have a day off with my kids and work around their milestones, make them proud, make my husband proud. What else can you ask for? Well, just a simple dress made of turquoise oh, to waft around your, your kitchen in. <laughs> Princesses don't wear socks. That is the sound of, unfortunately, someone telling us that that's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, Katie, for talking to me today. Thank you. It's been lovely talking to you. How has your experience been on Handbags at Dawn? Fantastic! Where can everybody find your app? Go to the website, which is letsmush.com, and you can click the button to download it, or just search the App Store or Google Play for Mush, and we'll come straight to the top. If you want to contact me, Handbags at Dawn is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're so 21st century. <laughs> We're at Handbags Podcast, and our Page is handbags at dawn. I will speak to you again next week. Thank you so much, Katie, and thank you all for listening. Bye bye. Bye bye. Mommy! I love cracking now. Yeah, you can. <laughs>